All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How do you like this for royalty-free music? Home Base Groove by Kevin McLeod. It's the new intro, Better Late Than Never. Welcome. Episode 1. I've got knobs to turn. And then I brought that down a little bit too sharply, didn't I? Didn't I? Well, that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's how we do this. Welcome to Better Late Than Never. I'm Bag Milk. If you're here, thank you. There's really no reason that you should be, to be honest. But you know what? I've got a big show for you today. This is the first of many. This is the first of a new, it's a, it's a, a start of something new, and I'm excited about it. Yeah! Lil John's excited about it too, so I've got a soundboard with me. I'm going to be using it as a crutch, admittedly. Normally, if you've listened to me do podcasts before, be it real life or Oilers Nation Radio, I've always got friends with me. But today, not so much. I've just got you. I've got a bunch of voicemails. I've got a really cool interview with Frank Sarabali. He was nice enough to give me some of his time for the first episode of Better Late Than Never. But first, I'm going to start off by saying thank you to Arcadia Brewing Company. They signed on for this podcast before I even knew what the podcast was. I said I was going to do something different. I said I was going to do something weird. I said I was going to do something that involved the community, and they loved it. They just said, you know what? We're in. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what needs to happen. They are here, and they are waiting, and they are ready. They've been waiting patiently. Hey, Bag Milk, when's the first episode come out? Hey, Bag Milk, when are you going to do it? And I would say, Arcadia, I don't know. I need to learn how to use this equipment. 
I'm going to walk you through all of that stuff. I'm going to do a quick intro in the podcast. If you read the article yesterday on the website, you'll know what it's about. But I'm going to do that here, all right? First, I want to say thank you to Arcadia Brewing Co. Currently closed for dine-in until at least January 9th. They will reopen dining once they feel comfortable with what's going on in the world. However, they are open for takeout and pickup Monday to Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Saturday, 12 to 4, Sunday, 12 to 4. And go follow them on social media at Arcadia Brewing Co. That's where you can find them. That's where they'll be. Got it? Good. So the first thing I want to do is I want to just do a quick intro into this podcast. Why am I doing this? Why am I thinking so boldly that I can do a podcast by myself? Well, the answer is I don't know. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea, but I wanted to do something in my house that I didn't necessarily need anybody to do or anybody to help me with. And no, it's not that. Not starting the OnlyFans, although I would probably do very, very well at it. I just wanted to make content. I wanted to make something where if something happens, I can just jump in into my little home studio, quote unquote. Welcome to Bag Milk Manor, by the way. Something that I could just do on my own and something that I could make and put out. The Good Life, you know, it's a free podcast. And that's really what this is about. So all of it is going to be generated by me in my house. I've got Frank Valley coming up as my first guest. That's pretty cool. You know, having one of hockey's premier insiders in as the first guest on the show. I'm very excited about that. But with that also comes expectations that I'm going to know what I'm doing here. Do I? Well, that's debatable. Here I've put in probably my 10,000 hours on Weather's Nation Radio in real life. But to do it on my own, this is a new skill. This is just something that I've never done before, and I'm ready to get after it. I'm sitting there, twiddling my fingers, trying to figure things out. And at the end of the day, what I came up with was a format that relies a lot on you guys. It relies on the community. If there's one thing that I've learned working at Weathers Nation over the last 10 plus years. It's that the community that surrounds the website, endlessly entertaining, endlessly entertaining. So I'm taking you into the journey with me of trying to figure out how to do this. I'm trying to be Tyler without going to recording, uh, without going to Nate and taking the radio and TV program. I'm trying to be a producer and a sound engineer without knowing what I'm doing. I bought all of this equipment myself, everything that I've got here. So I've got a mixer to my right. It's going to give me control over what you hear from the soundboard. I've got a soundboard set up. See? And again, I'm going to lean on that. This is just an extension of my weird sense of humor, but I'm excited about that. We're going to talk a lot of Oilers. We're going to talk Nation. I'm going to take what you've sent me in the voicemail, and we're going to do that. We're going to look at some of the stuff that you guys have sent in. I've got a bunch of clips here in the voicemail. Again, I'll have the link in the article at OilersNation.com. And we'll see what we get. Bag Milk's new podcast, Better Late Than Never. It's my favorite. 
see, I don't, I don't know what Surveyor Brett's talking about there, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. And there's just, I've got cheers. I've got different sound effects. I've got things that I'm just going to play with and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get weird. And there's also the angle that I'm learning how to do something new. So if I do screw up, if I do sound poorly, I'm going to get better. This is the first episode of this. And this is my first attempt at trying to do something on my own like this. That's why I'm so grateful Arcadia stepped in. They're like, we want to take this journey with you. We want to try and figure out what is going on with this podcast. And we want to try and figure out what you're doing. There's going to be screw ups along the way. I know it's not going to sound the best, but I promise I'm going to keep learning. I promise I'm going to keep taking swings and I promise I'm going to keep trying to get better. You know, right now I'm looking at a program, a free program called Audacity in which all of this audio is going into. And as I'm looking at it, I played a couple of clips back just as tests before we started doing this full run. It sounded okay, but I need your help. I need you to tell me if it doesn't sound good. I need you to tell me if it's not up to par. And I promise I'm going to get better. But I could have spent months trying to figure out how to do this and perfect everything before actually releasing a podcast, but I think I'd rather just learn on the fly, take your feedback, and try and get better in real time while you guys are getting content. So what is it going to be? Well, every week I'm going to do about 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll have a guest. Today I got Frank Saravalli from dailyfaceoff.com. I'm excited about it. We talked about the Oilers. We talked about what his day looks like as an insider. I'm very excited about that. There's going to be other episodes where it's just me talking for 30 minutes, playing your clips, playing your feedback, playing the things that you want to hear about. There's also going to be times when something happens. Let's say as an example, since it's the topic du jour, that Dave Tippett gets fired. But let's say it happens at 10 o'clock at night. Rather than try and figure out how we can do an emergency episode of Oilers Nation Radio or see if anybody's around to do real life, I can jump on in my house, release a podcast, and just get it done. I have, over the last two years of this pandemic, I don't know if you guys know about it. All right. I, I like over the course of the pandemic, I kind of developed like this need to create, to develop hobbies. If you listen to real life, you know that I learned how to juggle, solve a Rubik's cube. I picked up sketching again. That was something I used to do in high school. I have this very, very real need to be productive no matter what time of day it is. Well, at least what my version of being productive is. And this was kind of an extension of that. So all of the equipment that I've got in my house, I bought it. The Nation didn't buy this for me. This is a Nation Network podcast. Don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about Oilers Nation. We're going to talk about the Oilers. But this is me trying a project on my own, in my house, by myself, to see if I can't make it work and see if I can't deliver you guys a podcast that's, you know what, it might be worth listening to. So earlier on Twitter, JSBM Bag Milk, I said, about to record the first episode of Better Late Than Never, presented by our friends at Arcadia Brewing. Hit me up with a message and I'll read a bunch of them. And this is what I got so far. Alex just says, free podcast, hashtag the good life. That's right. He followed me on Instagram. Hi, my name is Bagmill. You'll know what that is. Mainlander Tim says, good luck. Will we ever hear from Gene Shorts? 
Of course. If Gene Schwartz wants to jump on as a guest, I would love to have him. There's absolutely no reason why I couldn't. David Schwartz says, good luck, man. A face reveal might really bump the traffic. Just saying. I've been, I've been hearing that a lot lately. You guys really want a face reveal, huh? I mean, I've been doing this for over a decade and I haven't done it. Do you think I'm really going to cave? I mean, maybe. Maybe one day. All of a sudden, old Jay Downton, he's going to have to back up the Brinks truck if that's what you want to happen. Ginny Jenny says, all I want to say is good luck and I'm a massive fan of the title of the show. Better late than never. L-A-I-T. Get it? Get it? (laughs) Surveyor Brett says, big fan of the show. Me and my brothers Gary and Fred love listening. My grandpa Ronnie was wondering, do you think Dave Tippett is done if they lose to the Sens? Peace and love. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to some Oilers stuff without question. This first little chunk of the podcast, let's do the intro. Let's run this through. Danger Swade or Dangerous Wade, depending on who you are. If the fate of the world depended on you picking five current Oilers to be a mixed dance troupe, who are you picking? Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I to actually volunteer for this. Let's say you got this music coming at you. I don't know why anybody would want to dance to this. But if I'm going to pick a dance troupe over it, I'm going to say Leon Drysaddle's got moves. I'm going to say Darnell Nurse has moves. I've already seen video of him cutting a rug. Slater Cuckoo, I bet you have moves. Unbelievably painful. <laughs> I'm going to say Slater Cuckoo. Mike Smith, we've got to bring some old man energy in there. I bet he's got some dad moves, maybe a shuffle. I like that one. And then who's my fifth? Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Got to. It's on brand. Ryan, I am Bikes. I thought it was I am Bix for a long time, but it's Bikes. Are you two going to come out with some sort of milky beer collaboration? To which Arcadia responded with, yeah, in 10 years, and we'll call it better late than pregnant. Right? And then my friend Fat Dad, if you don't follow Fat Dad, he's great. MVP of a bus trip to Calgary one year. He just says, eat poop, you squid. So there are the intro. (laughs) Those are the intro messages. Again, this is just, it's me trying to be creative. It's me trying to do something fun. It's me trying to do something that maybe is a little bit different. That gives you a stage, you a platform to get on Oilers Nation and get involved. Because like I said earlier, right off the jump, if there's one thing that this community does, it is produce content at a high, high level. Oh, hello. Oh, Frank Saravalli. It's time for your intro. Well, thanks for jumping on, Frank Saravalli, NHL insider, dailyfaceoff.com aficionado, head of hockey content over at Daily Faceoff, ruiner of the expansion draft. This is the sit-down that I had with Frank Saravalli a little bit earlier today. Please enjoy. Insider extraordinaire. You know him from TV. Head of Daily Faceoff content, Frank Saravalli. Ruined the expansion draft for the NHL. He can see your future before you ruined even know it. It's I, I think I improved it. <laughs> ruined it. I think I think ESPN was so glad that not that many people watched because it was not good. I don't think that 
Well, part of it was fun because that day when you broke everything that was coming up on the expansion draft, it was funny to see almost like have a drum roll going while the count was coming in because you knew who was coming. How are they going to present it on TV? So I guess before we jump into what's going on with the Oilers, I'd love to just a quick insight in what is your day like as Frank Saravalli? Are you on your phone all day? Are you emailing all day? day? Are you texting all day? What does it look like for you? Uh, I mean, I, I text and I email, but I'm really on the phone all day. Like that's, that's the biggest chewer of time is just, you know, you get on a call and it ends up being 17 minutes, 25 minutes, 38 minutes, all of a sudden your day goes by in a hurry. And so I think the hardest part for me, Mondays and Fridays are especially busy. I've got the rundown that we tape early in the morning. Uh, So that's at nine. Sometimes I have radio before that. Um, so I do like a typical, like today's Friday, January 7th that we're taping. So I did radio this morning at eight Eastern. I did the rundown at nine, have a call, uh, at nine 45 to pre-tape something for the, the daily show. Then we have our prep call for the daily show in between 10 and 12. When we go live, I'm making calls and, and, uh, prepping for the show, making sure I've read everything and seen all the clips that I need to see. And then, Right as soon as 12.30 ends and our show is over, that's when I've, you know, really jump on the phone and, and begin to uh, try and, you know, co- make contact with sources. A lot of people that I talk to pretty regularly, you know, I try to get to, you know, everyone in my general circle once a week uh, for a catch up to understand what's happening, what's going on. Lots of different teams that people work for or agents or, uh, you know, league staff and employees. So, um, then I usually have either a, another radio hit later in the day or an article to write, uh, to prep for the next day, or I've got TV at night for Sportsnet. So that's kind of a general overview. I also coach my son's <laughs> might team, uh, eight and under. So that keeps me busy a couple games on the weekend, uh, Thursday and Friday night practices that I schedule a lot of stuff around. So, um, it's a full, full slate. Are you running by a calendar, like strictly by a calendar? Is that how your life works at this stage? Or is there some actually The iCal app on, on Apple gets a lot of use. I'm constantly, I have alerts set up that I'm getting pinged for that. It's like, hey, you have this in 30 minutes. You have that. You need to call this person, check on this rumor, check on this something. So I'm always that. And I use Hey Siri a lot. Hey Siri, can you set a reminder for this to do at this time? And so that kind of keeps me sane. Well, that's why I appreciate you being here. So I'm not going to keep you longer than I get you. Edmonton Oilers, they started out as of December 1st when they beat the Penguins. They had the best points percentage in the NHL at that time. In the 13 games that have followed that, they have only won two. Now, I am admittedly a biased Oilers fan. I am in the mix. So sometimes I have a hard time seeing the forest through the trees. From your perspective, What's going on with this organization right now? Goaltending. I mean, that's really, I don't want to make it too simplistic. And we can talk about the Oilers and their roster construction failures. Um, you know, we can talk about a little bit of a slide from Connor McDavid and Leon Settle. And I, when I say slide, I mean, to their standards, the torrid pace that they had set for the first two months of the season. But really for me, when you look at it, it all comes down to goaltending because that's, you know, when you have a number as a team save percentage for more than a month, 
that starts with an eight. I don't care who you have on the ice. You're not going to win. You're giving up too many goals. So part of it is the fact that they miss Mike Smith. Part of it is, um, you know, Nico Koskinen and kind of doing his same old, same old, which is start the season. Okay. And then the Oilers are asking him to do too much and play too many games. And all of a sudden he sloughs off. And so everyone's curious what happens on the back end of this, you know, break that's coming up in the Oilers schedule. And there's been some talk and some chatter, and I don't think it takes an insider or a rocket scientist to figure out that, um, you know, if the Oilers lose to the Sens here, that there could be some ramifications on the coaching front, and this might be a time to make a change. But for me, I think Ken Holland is loath to make a coaching change. I, I think that's sort of the last thing on his list. Um, and I always think that if you get to a point where you're going to fire your coach based on one result, like haven't you already made the decision that that's what should happen? So I don't really think that's coming. Um, again, I, I say that because anything can change and this is crazy. And, you know, the run that the Oilers have been on can't continue. But what I would suspect happens for the Oilers are subtle changes that help improve this team or at least attempt to, including potentially swapping out Stuart Skinner for Miko Koskinen on the roster, which some argue probably should have already happened, and potentially bringing up some other young guys to give them bigger roles, uh, including from Bakersfield, including some guys coming off of injury um, that could potentially give this team an opportunity and a shot in the arm. I don't expect you to have a, an answer, like an exact answer, but right now for Oilers fans, there's two things that we're all eyeballing. One is the coaching change, which you just touched on. Second is making a trade to shake things up. I don't expect you to know what's going on with the Oilers, but like, is that kind of just in general, the sequence of events that kind of happen in these situations where you make a deal like the to GM try and shake something up? Yeah. It's like, is that the sequence of events, generally speaking? Like, what do you, what do you just see as like, where are the Oilers right now? I mean, that's generally the order of how things work. Um, I think for the Oilers, potentially what is most disappointing is I think we've talked for the last two or three years about how critical last summer was and how that was sort of their one real opportunity to really make significant changes and, and have this team take the, the next step forward in their evolution. That's sort of been how the Ken Holland plan was built. And I think you look at some of the moves that were made. I know you'd be cheering the, the Ryan Nugent Hopkins extension. I was bothering uh, you for months on that one, pal. Well, how do you feel about it now? Here's the thing is his injury, notwithstanding his production in terms of points. I think people are generally kind of happy with two. He's not scoring enough. His shooting percentage is the lowest in his career. So my hope is as his, as his biggest cheerleader, that that turns around and kind of normalizes a little bit, but the reality is he's still not performing as well as we need him to at five on five. He plays with Leon Dreisaitl. He's not shooting the puck as he was two years ago. And I still think he is ultimately a very valuable piece to this team, but in terms of what he's producing right now, today in January, as we're recording this episode of better late than never, he needs to be better. 
But I also think that there's a lot of guys on the roster that could have the same thing said about them. Zach Hyman, though, you talk about Holland Summer. He's come in and done everything that we've wanted him to. But there are some other moves that are questionable. Bringing Mike Smith back for a second year or for a third tour of duty out of a second year, uh, a two-year contract. He's only played five games this year. Um, Duncan Keith has been... Cody Cece. See, I'm going to push back against the Duncan Keith one. I know not a lot of people like it, but Duncan Keith hasn't been a problem this year. I don't think he's been a problem. I just think that... I don't think he's been a problem, but I don't think that he's excelled either. And I don't think it was necessarily fair to expect him to excel in a role where... At the end of the day, in professional sports, when you're at the age he is, he's not Duncan Keith from 2013 anymore, and it's not fair to expect him to be. I, I just think the biggest blunder of the season, the offseason, aside from the second year for Mike Smith, because like the other part of the Mike Smith contract is, I, I don't know who was gonna who was gonna give him the second year. Other teams might have paid him more, but where where did the second year come from? Why did that have to happen? The Cody CC one though is a crusher. Yeah, three point two five times four. Yeah. Like, why was he getting that kind of term? Yes. The term I, and on what what has he done to 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 really give you faith in his career that he's anything more than a number four? And and, and some would argue that that's generous. I don't think Cody CC has played terribly but to your point i also don't think he's been a world beater either so that contract is going to be one where we look at it i want to be clear when i say this too this is not a dig at cody cc an easy guy to kick the dig is in the opportunity cost yes what else could you have done with that money yes the same thing and, could and, be said of the Oilers. Sorry to cut you off there. The same thing could be said with the Oilers with a guy like Zach Cassian's contract. Again, 3.25 over $4 million. The opportunity cost of that money is huge. Mm-hmm. And on Cody Cece, you were getting to. Well, I, I just, I think about that. I think about um, the potential that they had to move Cassian last summer. Um, I don't mind the Hyman contract as much, especially given, you know, the start that he had. Clearly there's something there. Um, I, I don't really have a big issue with the Warren Fogel deal. The other part of it is the resistance and reluctance from Dave Tippett to play the Oilers young players. Yes. It seems like they get an opportunity. Sometimes there's mistakes made and the leash is incredibly short and they end up getting stapled to the bench Yep, or scratched right away. And I think those things have created a, it's created frustration. It's created a situation where, you know, in order for this team to take the next step, they need more from their young players. And that's what I think is going to be part of the subtle change. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That should come on the back end of this break in the schedule. Talking to Frank Saravalli from DailyFaceOff.com about what's going on with the Oilers. Frank, I know you're running out of time here, so I'll just end off with one more question for you. Where do you see the Oilers going from here? Is this all on the players to fix it themselves? What, do, what can we give Oilers fans as a roadmap based on what you think on what's to come? I think it is. I, I just don't, I don't think there's very many fixes out there that are going to help you for the long term. Like as much as I think, Playoffs this year are non-negotiable for the Oilers. And frankly, I think they're going to get in. I don't think the Oilers are nearly as bad as they've shown since December 1st. The fact that this has gone on as long as it has is what's alarming. But they have, they're not as good as they looked in the beginning of the year. And they're not as bad as that they've looked since. So how do you find a way to get some balance to the point where this isn't a total roller coaster? That's unending. And, and it seems like it's been unending for so long. There's so many things to be excited about and so many things to be disappointed about that, like, why can't we just meet in the middle? Um, I do think that getting Koskinen out of there will work and do wonders. I think Smith getting back into a rhythm and staying on the ice healthy will be a big boost. And I still think there's going to be some kind of trade that happens on the goaltending front that once you clear that up will be a lot, a lot better for this team. I mean, that that's, I hate to oversimplify it, but for me, that's, that's really the big thing is the goaltending. I guess just since you touched on it before I let you go, is there a market for Miko Koskinen? Not necessarily what he would go for, but is there teams out there that this may actually work with? Is it possible? I mean, they're going to have to pay to move them, I would think. Um, that's really the spot that they're in. You know, it, it's the cap hit. And again, not to second guess the Oilers, but they could have bought him out. I mean, that's really the truth of it is, you know, they could have decided, hey, um, you know, we're going to, do the same thing we did with James Neal and take a step back and, and decide to cut the cord from Koskinen. I commend them for the courage to try and get through this year to have just one tough year on your cap with Koskinen rather than two years of dead cap. But the thing that everyone didn't foresee coming was Smith not being healthy. So had Smith been healthy, 
you're going the whole way. You're like, yeah, like, this is great. We're getting out from under Koskinen. We're doing it on our own. We don't have to give up any assets. We don't have to give up any future cap space. And in the meantime, there's been an over-reliance on Koskinen. Um, Skinner had to come in and he played well. And at the end of the day, for cap reasons, again, they, they decided to go with Koskinen over Skinner. My guess is that's going to end up being flipped. But when you look at the Oilers numbers, 52 goals against in the last 13 games, that's four a game. You can't win. I don't want to oversimplify it, but that's the number. 52 goals against 13 games, four a game. Doesn't matter. McDavid, McJesus, whoever it is, you can't outscore that every night and win. And uh, just to tag on to that point, Frank, Oilers currently at five on five, sitting fourth last in save percentage, along with teams like the Arizona Coyotes, the New Jersey Devils. So we're not in a great spot there. Well, and, and you said it, uh, fourth last. It correlates pretty darn well to the standings because since December 1st, the Edmonton Oilers, 28th in the league in points percentage. And just one more thing, Frank, this I'm stealing it from the DFO rundown Monday and Fridays, Frank and Jason Greger, buy or sell Dave Tippett finishes the year as the Edmonton Oilers head coach. I will buy, like I said, I don't think the Oilers are as bad as they've been. They'll find a way to turn it around 10 days off between games, a win against the Sens, some subtle changes, uh, Skinner in Koskin and out. You let Skinner keep playing right up until the 19th or whatever it is in Bakersfield, make the change, hope that Smith is healthy, has some additional time. Some of your other young guys, Nima Linen, for instance, uh, Dylan Holloway is working his way back. He'll probably have to get some games in. Um, you know, I think all of a sudden this team could look pretty different and just feel different, have a different sense of confidence coming out of a a 10 day break. So we'll see what happens. You watch a lot of hockey, my man. And there is a team gripping the stick right now. It is the Edmonton Oilers. There we have it. Frank Saravalli from daily face off. Check them out again on the DFO rundown Mondays and Fridays, the daily face off show every single day. And of course on social media, Frank is breaking all the news across the NHL, whether they like it or not. Frank Saravalli. Thank you very much for being my first guest on this brand new podcast. My pleasure. Glad to pop your cherry. And there you go, Frank Saravalli. Uh, I was both bummed out and not surprised by some of the stuff that Frank said in that quick interview, but it's interesting to get a, a perspective from outside of the organization, right? Because for a lot of us Oilers fans, like I said in that interview, man, we just we wish for nothing but the best. And we wish for nothing but the Oilers to win. My phone's just ringing there. Uh, But sometimes it doesn't always happen. So to get Frank's take, what do you think? Hit me up on social media, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of Frank. And let me know what you thought of his idea or, again, from the rundown, buy or sell. He thinks Dave Tibbetts going to be around for the entire season with that out of the way let's get to the news welcome to the news brought to you by arcadia brewing am i redlining here i feel like i'm redlining 
again, I'm still I'm twisting knobs. If you guys don't know what I've got here, again, it's the mixer I've got. I've got I'm twisting knobs, pretending like I know what I'm doing. I feel like I need faders. Have you ever seen a big radio board? I feel like I need faders. So that was my news theme intro. Looking at the Edmonton Oilers as of today, earlier this afternoon, Kaylor Yamamoto, the latest to be added under COVID protocol. That is a bummer. Uh, Tippett added that Yamamoto was pulled from Oilers practice after a positive rapid test. He'll enter COVID protocol and wait for the results. Connor McDavid, Tyson Berry, and Derek Ryan are eligible to come out of protocol on Sunday and may be available for Monday's game against the Ottawa Senators. Now, as of today, January 7th, 5 o'clock p.m. as I'm recording this, that game is still a go. It still looks like we've got 50% capacity, but as we've learned in the pandemic, Friday and Monday may as well be a month apart. So we'll have to see what actually happens there. We'll actually have to see whether COVID sneaks in and makes some kind of, I don't know, just something. Like, it's just the most annoying thing ever right now. We don't know what the schedule is like. If you've looked at the weather schedule, there's been a bunch of postponements. And meanwhile, COVID is just sitting here laughing at us. That was COVID laughing. Do you get it? Good. Good, 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 good. Again, if you missed it, and I don't think you have if you're listening to this, Oilers have only won two of their last 13 games. Schedule, everything is postponed for next week outside of Monday's game against the Senators. Tomorrow, which is Saturday, that game against New York has also been postponed. No word yet on rescheduling. We'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. Some other things I want to play from this past week and give some thoughts on was the news that Dave Tippett and Miko Koskinen kind of going back and forth. You heard Frank Saravalli talk about the goaltending. You heard the numbers that he shared with everybody. And you heard what he thinks needs to be changed in terms of the Edmonton Oilers. So let's back up to where it started. All the drama this past week when Dave Tippett was asked about that first goal in New York. I thought we did a lot of things well tonight. Our goaltender wasn't very good, and we didn't uh, find enough pucks at the net to, uh, to get us back in the game. What do you, what do you want to do? Like, what do you, mean, it's it, a brutal it, mistake. It, it, it's a brutal mistake. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Call it what it is. <laughs> We're playing well. It's a brutal mistake. Call it what it is. I, I thought the reaction was interesting. I tend to default in these scenarios to guys who have been there before. So I was curious what fellow or other athletes, other professional uh, hockey players have said. And they kind of said, don't ever throw your goalie under the bus, especially when the team is not playing very well. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't necessarily think that it was a huge problem because I also thought that Dave Tippett was just telling it like it is, which he said in that clip. Is it fair? To single out the goalie on that play, well, maybe. Obviously, we know that Miko responded saying, it's not nice to be thrown under the bus. It doesn't feel good. But I can only do so much. I can't score goals. The team's not scoring goals. He has to play better. He acknowledged that. And when, asked about, when Dave Tippett was asked in Toronto about his comments, here's what he said. The whole thing was taken out of context. We're talking about starting the game, right? The first five minutes of the game, not giving up the first goal. 
That's where it was. Miko made some good saves in that game, right? He hung around the game. But it was the start of the game that we're trying to get off to a good start. That's, that's the part that was you get emotional about. So, again, I don't know how much I necessarily fault Dave Tibbet for saying something. What I don't understand, though, is if you look at the game, the New Year's Eve game against New Jersey, the goal that Mike Smith allowed was ugly. I don't think anybody would say it was anything but ugly in OT, that is. He didn't say a word about it. And that's, I guess, where the problem was. That's where the friction was for a lot of Oilers fans, where that it's easy to throw Miko Koskinen under the bus, but... My phone is ringing off the hook while I'm trying to record here. It's easy to throw Miko Koskinen under the bus, but at the same point, we need to get to a point where it's either you do everybody and you call them out when they play poorly, which I wouldn't necessarily mind, or you have to not go there at all. And I'd love to know what you guys think. Hit me up on social media. I'd love to hear from you. But... As a result of the Dave Tippett comments, then it got. Then he was asked on that same press conference in on Wednesday against Toronto about the rumors of him being fired, which a lot of Oilers fans are looking for right now. Here's his thoughts. Yeah, you know, at my age, yeah. that stuff doesn't bother me a bit. I've been around too long, <laughs> and I'm with Ken Holland as a good man, so it's. I don't, I don't listen to any outside noise. Yeah. That's the house is burning for you guys inside the coach's office in here. We're trying to put fires out so we don't worry about the burning we'll see like what's the answer there is it somewhere in the middle probably right you'd have to imagine so but either way it's it's one of those situations where dave Tippett is it's no doubt that his 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 chair is on fire and his chair is heating up what i don't know however is how close the oilers actually are if you if if you think back to what frank just said in that interview, he's like, well, if they're going to fire Dave Tippett, what is one more loss? What's the point of that? And I tend to agree with that because you would think that the decision is already made. If that's the choice, then just make the call. Just just make the call, right? After the loss against Toronto, Leon Dreisaitl was asked about quitting on the coach, quitting in the room, and here's what Leon had to say. Yeah, no, we're not quitting on anyone. We're not quitting on our coach. We're not quitting on ourselves as players our team our goalies nobody we're not quitting um still lots lots of season left right but it's frustrating very frustrating leon i think that's part of the thing that for oilers fans is that they don't necessarily know what's going on they don't necessarily know what the answer is a lot of people are pointing fingers at Tippett usage we talked about that today on oilers nation radio but at the end of the day it's up to the players to make sure that they are doing something. Otherwise, uh, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. So we'll see what happens over the next, especially with this break coming in. It is one of the weirdest things because of COVID, where there's just there's a break in the middle of everything. There is all kinds of games being delayed and postponed, but I don't know what the answer is. Right. I don't know what the answer is. Anyway, that's the news. That's what you got for the news this week. Things are not going well right now in oil country. The fans are mad. The players are not doing well. And I think I'll just leave it off with this quote from Daniel Nugent Bowman over at The Athletic. The Oilers have been outscored 38-19 to at 5-on-5 when McDavid and Drysaddle aren't at the ice. That's a 2-to-1 ratio. Absolutely stunning. I agree. I completely agree. 
thankfully, we have time to end off this podcast with your feedback. I want to know what you guys think, and that's why I opened up a voicemail. I'm going to have the link to the voicemail if you want to chime in on anything that gets said on this podcast. I want to hear from you. Let's do the voicemail. There we go. Welcome to the voicemail. Again, brought to you by Arcadia Brewing Company. This is the first episode of Better Late Than Never. If you're still hanging around, thank you so much. Let's see what you guys sent in. I've got a handful of clips here that you guys just want to leave your feedback, and I want to play it. If you want to chime in, again, the link will be in the article on OilersNation.com or watch my social media, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. We will, I will, we, it's just me. I'm sitting here looking at my dog, Frank. He's having a snooze. He hasn't interrupted at all. He will chime in eventually. I will record some of his feedback, but today he's being a good boy and just let me record. So let's get to clip one. I haven't listened to these yet, so you're going to hear them for the first time along with me. Let's go. Hi, Bag Milk. Brandon here. First time, long time. With all the talk of getting a new goalie and trading for one, if they aren't going to go with Skinner, would it not make more sense for the Oilers to try to acquire a backup rather than a big name like Flurry or Corpusalo? That's a good question. Would the would the Oilers be better served finding a backup other than going for a starter? And my answer would be maybe. I guess it depends on how much you how much faith you have in Mike Smith staying healthy, right? It depends on how much you feel like he can actually be a solution in the crease. Otherwise, I think they're just going to run with the same duo until Stuart Skinner is able to come up. Like Frank said in his hit. Oilers have got a really weird schedule coming up. So we'll have to see what happens there. I don't really particularly like the idea of them trading for a backup just because if you're going to spend assets, you might as well go and try and find your starter, right? Here's clip two. Hey, Big Milk. It's Angus Hout from JetsNation.ca. Question for you and other Oilers fans. Just want to know which team do you and other Oilers fans hate the most in the 2022 season? Earlier this year, it felt like it was the Jets. Is it still them, or is it someone else, or is it just another year of self-loathing for Oilers fans? What a bummer that one is from Angus. Uh, Who's the most hated team this year? I'm still upset about the Jets and the way that season ended, but I don't necessarily think that that was their fault. They just played better than the Oilers, and they won the series. So do I hate them for it? Not necessarily. Who's my most hated team? Always Calgary. Always Toronto. That's just kind of how it goes. Voicemail number three. Bag milk. This is Cesus. We need you. Meet us behind the tree in the park. Bring nothing. (laughs) Cesus is checking in on the podcast. If that is the case, then I am in trouble. I am in trouble. Clip number four coming at you. Just wanted to wish you luck with your podcast. Super big fan of you on the Oilers Nation Network podcast, and um, I'm a frequent listener of that and stuff, and I tune in because I really like your specific voice and how you uh, joke around and stuff on the pod, and 
yeah, I just wish you all the best of luck, man. Um, there you go. That one's coming in from Dan. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Just the well wishes. I, I Like I said, off the jump of the podcast, this podcast only works if you guys are participating in it. This podcast only works if you guys are leaving voicemails, if you're sending me tweets, if you're sending me emails. I'm going to get to as many as I possibly can. But I appreciate the well wishes. And leave me feedback. Honestly, I want to know what you guys thought of this first episode. What can I improve? What do I need to do? What can I just, I don't know. What can I, what can I figure out that isn't just a long-winded me talking about nothing? I want this to be entertaining for you. How did it sound? All of that. Was this just a fart for you? Just a long waste of time. For all of you that are sitting here at the 45-minute mark of episode one of Better Late Than Never, hit me with clip five. I, like, really like the bag milk show or, like, whatever. Woo! Woo! That's, like, totally, like, cool or whatever. That one is if if you know me personally at all, you know how big of a fan I am of the Howard Stern show, so I appreciate that. That's got to be Surveyor Brett. Clip six. 932 in the morning, it's cloudy, a chance of flurries. Coming at you, bag milks, better late than never on W. And More surveyor, Brett coming in. Brett is hitting all my Stern Show references. And I'm going to do this one for you, Brett. Give me a second here. Baba Bowie. Baba Bowie. You knew I had Baba that. Bowie. You knew I had it on the soundboard, right? You knew I was going to put that on the soundboard. So let me see what we got here. What's the next clip coming at you? This one. Good evening, baggage of milk. I was hesitant to leave voicemail until I saw that someone had just heavy breathed, if that's the right terminology, for 25 seconds. And I thought, well, seeing as the bar's so set so low, I'll just pop in and say, hey, so I've got no idea what your new podcast is about, but, um, yeah. Hey. Hey to you, friendly Australian man. Hey to you. Thank you for chiming in with the voicemail. I appreciate it. One, uh, I got two more. Clip eight. Big Milk's new podcast. Better late than never. It's my favorite. Surveyor Brett again, chiming in with more Stern Show stuff. I imagine this for this last one that I've got, this is the end of the voicemail. I imagine Surveyor Brett has got another Stern Show reference for all of the Stern fans out there. Weasley. No, 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 no. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank More Stern Show references from Server Brad. There's the voicemail for the first episode of Better Late Than Never. Why didn't that play? There we go. Thank you, everybody that left a voicemail. Again, Frank's barking. Who's everybody? 
Who's there, buddy? Frank's upset. Hey, Frank. Get down, buddy. He's at the window in my house right now. He's barking at nobody. So there you have it. There's the first episode of Better Late Than Never. I just want your feedback. Let me know what you think. Frank. Frank. Hey. Over here. Pay attention, pal. He's barking at my neighbors. What's his deal? I don't know. He's angry. He is angry. Boo. No, we're not booing Frank. We're not booing Frank. What about this one? That's basically what he's doing right now with my neighbor that's smoking. So I've got through the intro. You guys know what I'm doing here. I talked to Frank Saravalli. We played clips from Coach Tippett. We played clips from Leon Dreisaitl. I got to the voicemail. So this is where I say thank you for being here. This is just a weird project I'm, I'm doing in my house. It's Friday night. I've got nothing to do. I just want to make something. And that's what this podcast is all about. And that's what I need your help with. So I'm just going to say thanks again. And I appreciate everybody who's already chimed in, be it on Twitter or in the voicemail. So you've come to the master for guidance. That's what it is. There we go. The Better Late Than Never podcast. We're going to get it up on Apple Podcasts. Tyler's going to help you. It's going to be up on Spotify. It's going to be up wherever you get your podcast from. I just want to say thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And thank you for humoring me on episode one. I'm going to be back next week. I don't know how many episodes I'll record next week. We're going to get at least one. But depends if the Oilers actually do something, if there's actually some news to do. I will jump on with emergency podcasts here because I have the equipment in my house. That's what we're doing from me to you. Thank you. This is episode one of Better Late Than Never. You're all the best. That's it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.